Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, December 18th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big okay. Monday edition of the show. Hopefully you had a great weekend and you're getting back at it a week away from Christmas. For those that celebrate, always exciting. This is the this week or next week, the, the, the weeks where people probably work the, the least out of the entire year. Maybe next week, just because you're sandwiched between the two holidays. But regardless, we're happy that you're tuned in with us. Uh, chilly outside. Kind of one of the first mornings that it kind of felt like a, a winter morning. We've had plenty of cold days, but it had a real, real nip in the air. Although I think that there's a chance for snow, potentially. Especially- oh, yeah. Snowing today. Yeah, especially east, uh, the further east of Louisville and then Kentucky, the better chances. But even Louisville, chance at, at snow, which that really makes it feel like Christmas when you add the, the snow aspect to it, Nick Roush. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm hopeful it happens, even though it was kind of nice. I, I walked the dog with a short sleeve shirt on yesterday. Um, it was, it's been nice out the last few days. Easy for when the kids lose their mind, and it's like, okay, let's just let's just go outside. But um, you know, it's we needed to feel a little bit more like Christmas. Seven days away. Hope you got all your last minute shopping in. Seven uh, days. Seven days. <laughs> At least they gave you a heads up in that horror movie. Like, oh, okay. Well, you know what. It's tax season. Like I, I am a mess, anyways. So like, <laughs> oh, I got seven days. Seven days, decent uh, little run. Yeah, you know, I can find a way to 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 blow my bank account in the next seven days. Um, but like, do it? Does it have to be such a creepy girl that that takes you out there at the end? But anyways, it's the holiday season. We're going to talk about Christmas movies, but we we're probably not going to get into too much nonsense today. This is probably going to be the the extent of the nonsense and the master of nonsense. Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen, our producer. Scoots, how are you? How was your weekend? I need to know every detail. What the hell does that mean, master of nonsense? I don't know if you I'm going to... You are a master of nonsense. You 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 know how to... Well, maybe Trevor's the master. Yeah. You're the, you're the sidekick to nonsense. Okay. I, I can handle that. But no, the weekend was good. I um, 
What did I do this weekend? So I called a game on Friday. Um, had, first time in my broadcasting career I've ever been inside of a press box in a gym. Y'all ever seen a press box in a gym? That was cool. Yeah, I, I have. I never have. So I was in a press box on Friday for the, for the game. Uh, Saturday I had to go to my mom's. We did our Christmas on Saturday, and then I had a midway game after that. And then came home, watched Kentucky after Midway, went to bed relatively early on Saturday night. I watched a little of the UFC fight or fight card, so I didn't go to bed as early as I wanted to. But then I had trouble sleeping on Saturday night. I had all these oh, – no. I, I was having some weird stomach issues going on, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. So I made the decision yesterday after looking at the numbers at the hotel to not go to the hotel yesterday. So I was able to take a couple naps yesterday, watched a whole lot of football. So it turned out to be a really good Sunday. Got my whole house cleaned as well. So I I had a pretty productive weekend. Do you feel better? Uh, 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 No, not really. I appreciate that your pretty productive weekend was just like taking a day off. Well, well, and that's that's why I had to clean my house because I felt guilty. I was like, man, I should really be at the hotel, even though they didn't need me yesterday. But I, I felt guilty, so I was like, let me just clean the whole house, and I did, and it looks phenomenal. I, I thought, Roush, you were going to say, it's it's funny you took off work just to do the same things at home that you would do at, at work. <laughs> <laughs> Which, granted, you wouldn't be maybe getting other people sick or spreading germs or whatever it is, but I don't like hearing that you're not feeling better. I'm, something could be up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I do feel better today than I did yesterday, and the the issues in my stomach have subsided. But I just, I don't know. You know, when you all get those feelings and you just you feel off, and you, you can't really pinpoint what it is. I just feel off. Yeah, I, I, I do, but it's not fun. So I hope no. you figure it out. Uh, I was going to reference, it's like any any weekend coming back from from doing the show, Roush, obviously, Scoots just looks a, a little bit different. Have you seen the movie Boyhood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like every year. Yeah, every, yeah, like every year is like five or ten minutes of the movie, and they actually shot this movie over the course of like 13 or 15 years, however, however long it is. But it, it's telling like the story of this family, but every few minutes – it's a different year, but it still correlates to the story. It's creative. It won a bunch of awards. I think it's an Correct. old, I mean, it's like 10, 15 years older, however long it's been out. It's interesting. I feel like we're having a real time boyhood with scoots. Like every time we see him, his hair's a little different. This is, this is military age scoots right now. <laughs> you look good. Like, I, you know, it, it, it just keeps changing. But at first, just think you're just a handsome fella, first and foremost. So I don't think it really matters what you do with your hair. But each and every time we see you, it looks a little different. Let's see the sides. Well, I appreciate the kind words. There's the sides for you. Man, came mm. in the sides like a pro. You yes. guy, That's great. So fun fact, I actually hit up my beautician this weekend. And I told her, I think I'm going to need a haircut this week. So I'm, I'm wow. getting a haircut this week, which I forgot what that was like. What are they going to cut? Uh, I mean, I definitely need the sides trimmed. It's like starting to come over my ears. Looks real ugly, and yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what she's gonna do on top. I'm just gonna go in and be like, I'm just gonna go in and be like, hey, I need the sides and back faded to the top. I don't know what you're gonna do on the top. I'll cut it for you. Roush, you're not a beautician, buddy. Leave it to to the beautician. Roush tries it. It's it's not that hard. You just yeah. There's three layers. That's how it works. No, Roush ain't gonna try it on my hair. Uh, yeah, we I, can go down to your buddy's shop and you can just, you know, get the yeah. scissors, get 
So let me get go sco- at it. Get scoots on the highest level of that chair. Put one of those little things on them. Is it too tight on the back? <laughs> Always. Not- Always too the, tight. The, get out the booster seat. <laughs> All right, Scoots. Well, we need you to start feeling better uh, because otherwise we're probably just not doing the shows. Uh, so oh, okay. You know. Well, then I'm. I can pretty much tell you I'm not gonna feel better then. <laughs> not gonna feel <laughs> better. Like, All week be- I'm probably gonna be under the weather. I'd say we're probably <laughs> we'll go ahead and finish out today since you're already here. But the alternative is having to have Trevor get up and come in and do the shows and yeah, that can't that, happen again that ain't happening no. it's, it's just a uk u of all week a beat down impending oh, he, he's not, yeah he, he's not gonna do it but welcome into the show hope you had a great weekend my weekend was awesome i know everybody's dying to know the the polar express yeah. was a was a big hit we had a lot of fun and we didn't stay the night I think I've told I told that aspect of it, Roush. Did I or did I not? It I, I assumed you would not because the, it's only about like an hour away. We are the only people that didn't stay. The rest of our family all stayed the night. And like my brother and brother-in-law, they were like, yeah, after we put the kids down, we'll hit the casino. We'll be watching all the sports and the NFL. Oh, and they just went right to bed. It, it, no it'll be great. No, I think they did get after it. Although I haven't really heard how it went with the kids or whatnot, but um they were sending pictures Sunday morning and everybody just looked super tired and, and miserable. Uh, and I got a, just a, a fantastic night's sleep after watching the cats beat UNC. Um, I don't know if, if staying or not, I, I think they had fun. I think everything went okay, but I was happy to get home. The train ride was awesome. Uh, it was fun. The kids absolutely loved it. I, I would think it'd be almost impossible for a kid, maybe like up until the age of like eight to not love it. And that may even extend to like, the age of 12 and maybe if your kid just loves christmas regardless of their age they'll they'll love it regardless of their age but it was a lot of fun we we enjoyed it it was cool to have the entire family there they have like i guess high school drama kids that are the elves nice uh, and do like the pass out the hot chocolate and like do the dancing and the trains and whatnot and they were really good. Like they took it seriously and, and they did they did a good job. So it was a good weekend in, in that. Watched a lot of football yesterday, a lot of basketball. Yeah, that was my question. Where did where did you actually watch the basketball game though? Once so the train it, it, it worked out well. Like I knew that that UCLA and people a lot of people make a big deal about it in the Champions Classic, and sometimes UK ends up starting at an okay time. But any team any event involving a Mick Cronin coach team. Those are the ones you got to worry about going long. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, the UK game's not going to start at 5.30. It's probably going to start closer to 6. We're supposed to be done with the train at like 4.40-ish or something like that. Maybe I'll get back. Well, I could have potentially gotten back after just missing a little bit, but 64 Bridge going into downtown is closed. Yeah. So right. you have to get off at, Indiana, at the 265 in Indiana. Go around. Or go 65 yeah. or go to the new bridge or whatnot. Well, there was an accident at like the 65 merger. So it took an hour and 45 minutes to get home. Long story short, listen to the first half in the car radio with the in-laws, mm-hmm. uh, which I had to like kind of keep it in, in check. Right. You can't just mother F it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. But Hey, Leach and goose, they were on their a game. They did a great job. Felt like I was sitting alongside of them watching with them. And then the, so by the time, Really, by the end of the first half, we were already back to the house. But the second half, just uh, watched in the basement. Got that new TV set up in the basement. So this was its first time watching it. 
So I'm a, I'm a little snitious, as everybody knows. We're one to know with the new TV. One to know with the new TV. Wow, so, wow. Uh, got to do the train. Got to watch the second half of the game, and then I've gone back and and since watched the first half, uh, but listened to the first half in, in real time, which is always a good time. Like I, I love road tripping with a game on, especially a game you care about. Feels like time just goes by in the snap of a finger. So yeah, I was able to watch. What what'd you do for the game? What what's up with you? I was. I don't know if we've gotten the full recap of your weekend. Uh, we have not, but it was uh, an eventful Saturday, though. We we uh, there's a new kind of play thing, play place for toddlers that opened by my house. So we started the day there, and then uh, had a little intermission, a little break, and then went to my cousin's, um, where he's got some, you know, other little kids. There was tons of kids there. Uh, most of them are a little bit older, um, but yeah, lots of kids. It was a uh, it was a good time. It was a good time because I could be loud and I was just amongst all the other loud folks. Um, and but when you're the only thing is when you're watching with such a large group. I mean, I bet there was you know eight, ten kids there and uh, six, seven sets of parents. The when UNC made their run, it felt like it's like God, this is happening. Kind of quickly, like what? What's what's going on here? How is this? Hold up, it's a one point game. I, like I had that moment, right, where you're like, "Wait, we we're dominating this game. How how are the cats only up by one?" Um, so you know, it was a little anxious there at the end, but it was a, a great finish and, and an exciting finale. Well, what the the kids go bonkers when the cats pulled out the win? What was the the mood? Oh, I, you you know that I was the one who was the most bonkers. Like that's just how that's how it works. That's fun. It's fun to watch. That that would have been a fun game, obviously, to be at. Uh, our buddy Matt Bradford, he was he was there. I think he had a, a a good time, but I wasn't. But even with a watch party or like a bar or something like that, I bet that was fun. So to be with people, that was a that was a good Kentucky basketball Saturday. It, oh it yeah, felt like the old days. It was awesome. It, it really was great, and it was great too to see the. Like, you could feel the energy in that crowd. Like, I know Matt was there. I know a lot of people were there. Um, Peak's got a great video up of just, like, people in the stands in, like, the the nervous energy. But having that atmosphere, having that big game feel to it, and then coming out with a win and a big old suck it to North Carolina, it just it felt good. felt good to win a big one. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, though, about, like, UNC just hanging around. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the game. We want to tell you about Thornton's. They're all over Louisville for good reason. They're the best. Whatever you think about the interior of uh, a gas station, don't don't think about it with Thornton's unless your expectations for a gas station interior is just like top-notch. Good food, clean, well-lit, friendly staff. You're going to get it all at Thornton's. Uh, I think I saw yesterday when I popped in my local Thornton's Two bananas for a dollar, Roush. Don't hold me to that. That could have just been that, Thornton's, but it just kind of goes to show. They've got deals. They've got delicious breakfast sandwiches, and you can get in 32-ounce soda to really get you ready. Your week started off on the right foot for just uh, 89 cents. So Nice. What Do if they it. did a special for 89-ounce soda for 32 cents? Whoa. 89 ounces is probably too much. Too much I wouldn't soda. hold it up. I, I wouldn't hold it. I wouldn't hold it past Thornton's. They, 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 they love a good deal. Download that Refresh and Rewards app. You'll save money each and every time you go to the pump. 
Uh, let's read a few grab-and-go textures because we, we we need to get into the sports weekend. It was a lot, but this could be probably like a four-hour show day. It will not be. It'll be the regular two hours. But uh, let's get to some of the grab-and-go textures because they'll bring up, I think, some of our points. One texture says, Saturday was the best regular season atmosphere South Georgia Wildcat has ever attended. Also, poor Roy Williams sat with the common folk and was getting bombarded for pictures all night. Yeah, he he does he just go to every game? Like, why not just get him on the bench as a consultant or something and pay him thirty thousand dollars? Or he, he seems to always be at almost all of their games. But I guess if you're going to be out in public like that, you got to expect people are going to hit you up for pictures, Roush. I mean, yeah, I bet he like, I bet he enjoys it. You know, I mean, you it's the kind of the cost of doing business. Multi-time national championship winning coach at your school. If you're going to show up to the games, people are going to take their photos of you. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it, it works out for Roy. I, Coach K sneering in the background wouldn't work, but I think it works for Roy. Yeah, as long as long as he's happy, and you know I, he's he's older, you you should maybe leave him alone or don't. I don't care. Scoots, the atmosphere was or looked at least incredible. Uh, first off, on the radio broadcast, it sounded awesome, mm-hmm. but then on TV, it looked like an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and that that was coming off. I, so I got to listen to – when I was going to Midway, I listened to basically the whole Indiana game. And then on the way home, I was listening to the Bellarmine game with Spears. Well, once that was over, I flipped over to the U.K. broadcast because I wasn't quite home yet. And it was – it hadn't quite started yet, but the crowd was still raucous. And it was it was pretty tough to hear Leach and Goose at times on the, on the pregame show. And then I, I think I did hear the opening tip-off of them on the broadcast and it was yeah it was loud and then I get home and I watch it and yeah it was that was a lot of fun it me and Gil looked at each other after the game and we were both had the same thing thought on our mind like that felt like a tournament game and it was awesome felt thanks like for texting, thanks for texting in South Georgia Wildcat say text in uh says Louisville out someone should we be worried Moving on to the next one, Dylan Ballard says, I was courtside for the game, and it was an absolutely electric atmosphere. Fans from both teams were loud and came out in big numbers. Really fun. I go to all the big games, and it was really fun watching Kentucky win a close big game. It had been a while. Uh, thanks for texting in. Thanks for te- I say texting back in. Thanks for texting in, Dylan. Yeah, uh, your pictures were great. It was uh, fun content down there. Uh-huh. We're going to talk. The, the atmosphere looked amazing, and we'll talk about the – the contents of the game, the things that happened here momentarily. John here, good morning, my friends. One thing that stood out for me in the great Cats victory is when it comes to the lineups, the one that had Wagner, Shepard, Dillingham, Mitchell, and Bradshaw seemed to be the true starting five and the best five that we can put out on the court. What do you all think? We'll got to go talk to you later. We'll get into the uh, lineup talk to right. John. Here, here, here's, here's the thing, TJ. I don't understand, like, I just don't watch basketball and, like, notice that at all. Like maybe like if there's a player, but like I don't I don't know I just don't I find myself when I'm watching the games, and then I'll like look down at people are like, can you believe this lineup? And I'm like, I didn't even notice that. Like I just I don't it just doesn't register in my brain whatsoever, uh, and it it kind of annoys me. Roush like, and that's all that's like what people go. To. In all fairness, I was the exact same way until I started producing for this show, and then I got into the habit of watching Kentucky lineups anytime I watched a Kentucky game. And now I do the thing where I'm watching an Indiana game and I'll literally look at who the five people are on the floor and I'll freak out like, this lineup sucks, take so-and-so out. So, in all fairness, I never used to do it until I started producing for this show. Roush, could it have something to do with maybe you not knowing ball, as the kids would say? <laughs> oh. 
No, well, here's here's the biggest thing is there aren't stats on which lineups better than the other. Like I don't subscribe to somebody that like if you look at a, a even in the advanced stats box score um, on stat broadcast, we're like every just basic stats. Like I think you if you subscribe to somebody else, they'll do lineups for you or something like that. But I'm not going that deep. It's the reason why lineup talks great is because you can just say whatever and think you're right, but there's no like it can't be proven incorrect. Like you're just like you just say it doesn't work and then it doesn't work. Um, I can say though, pretty factually with stats, that Antonio Reeves needs to start showing up to big games because it's it's getting embarrassing. Like this is a consistent problem he has. He just doesn't show up. Now he had a really big shot there in the final three minutes. That that was we like to see that, but. Um, I, I, I get more concerned about that sort of stuff. Like, and if you want to do lineup talk too, it was like Justin Edwards wasn't playing great. He didn't play down the home stretch. Like that's really the only time I think it matters. Who's playing at the end of games and are they executing it in the games? They did on Saturday. Yeah. Well, well said. I, I, I look, I agree with the sentiment about the lineups. When I notice lineups is usually when things are going poorly and when yeah. the other team's on, on going on a run. And oh, Reed's was, been out for this whole time while they erased a ten point deficit. Like that, yes, that works. But we we anticipated this being a game of runs. We knew both teams were going to get up and down. Sometimes you can kind of blink. They hit a three. You come down. You miss a good shot. They come down again. Hit a three. You have that situation late in the game almost with. Uh, I don't think it was consecutive possessions, but with R.J. Davis hitting those two long threes, um, it, it can happen in a game like that. So I, so when things are going poorly and the other team is going on a run, it's all right, well, why? Who is in? Are they getting good shots? Are they allowing wide open shots on the other end? Uh, and I never really felt like that for UK. Maybe there was like one brief moment for the most part though, even when UNC went on their runs Roush, UK was getting decent looks on the other side, or maybe UK was just turning the ball over and it was like, all right, well that's, you know, that you can't control the ball just abs- accidentally slipping through somebody's hand. You, that That's not something that's going to happen normally. So I didn't have an issue with lineups on Saturday. That's all to say. Um, and when I think I have, I think in the Kansas game, I was pretty bummed about the lineups. And it's not simply as it's not as simple as like, well, UK lost that one. So you had an issue with the lineups, but UK won this one and you don't have an issue this time. I just I. If I, if there was one issue, Roush, it was probably maybe playing Reeves a little bit too much. But you're right. He did hit that shot late. And I think the idea of like, well, you always can spread the floor, even if he's not playing well, he's important to spacing mm-hmm. uh and right. what he can do for some of the other players um but yeah we we, we will talk about antonio reed he, we'll, he also only played 23 minutes too so it's not like cal sure. left him in regardless you sure. know uh, yeah so uh, all, all in all like i don't have a, a ton of i don't have lineup takes either if i don't if i don't have a ton of gripe today. like yeah. it, 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 kentucky won they they executed down the stretch um and and really that's it felt like the Kentucky learned some lessons from the Kansas game because the game, each of them kind of played out in similar fashion. I think the Cats might have been up by more against Kansas, but Kansas retook the lead with three minutes ago. North Carolina did with five. This time, a really a big difference is just Aaron Bradshaw's good at basketball. Like you had a seven footer there that could get a putback in a crucial situation against their big and like 
actually did a pretty damn good job of taking their big out of the game. Um, and then obviously, you know, hitting some shots down the stretch that, that helped, <laughs> that helps a lot too. Big shots, big shots. And, and UNC hit some, but UK always seemed to kind of have an answer. Cats were in control for the majority of that game. UNC took that lead briefly and it was briefly because UK and Dillingham just raced up the floor on the other end, just, mm-hmm. just like that, to retake the lead. I don't know how Rob hit that little, the little hezzy, like, show him the ball, but come back and then go back up. Like, I was like, wing, 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 wing. It's really fun. It's really fun. He's a really fun player. Uh, this is overall a really fun group. Say was trying to say, Louisville blows someone out. Should we be worried? Uh, it is say, UK UofL basketball week. It doesn't really feel like it. Say, just it go is. take a lap, buddy. Like, also, all the losers who are like, oh, my God, look at Louisville's portal class. Like, dude, you're all losers. You're dorks. Like, just chill out. Whoa, we got Jesus loser Christ. and dork conversation coming from Roush. So much uh, loser talk happening I, right now. I, comes I, I want to I wanna capitalize on that. But first off, a texter says, Nick, Antonio doesn't need to be a star or score a bunch for this team to make a deep run going to be him being the safety four man on the scoring list. That is true. My only lineup comment is Edward needs to get less and less PT until he proves he's not going to get rejected yeah, by he, the rim. He played 13 minutes. Um, and if he doesn't get rejected by the rim, then he scores in double figures. But my God, can that guy finish a dunk? He's, he's, he's going to, he must've played on just smaller rims in high school. Like <laughs> me, if I was, if I was that school, I would be like the AD. I'd be like, go get the tape measure. Let's, yeah. Let's get the, let's do the we've, got, we've got an issue. We're about to get ready to get busted here. Um, I, I don't, you know, Justin Edwards, he's a freshman. I think he's okay. If UK needed to rely on him a little bit more, maybe I'd be more concerned or I'd have more like hot takes, but Justin Edwards could be playing really good, Roush. Like right now, he's playing kind of poorly. He's figuring some things out, going through a little bit of a freshman slump. Uh, he's never really turned it on yet, so he hasn't. Whatever he's going through, it, it could be even he could be two times better than what we've seen, or however good you want to put him at. I just think a dude the arrow has been better. Like a dude has been playing really, really, really well. well so it's and just, conversely, in those big games, to compared to Reeves and whatnot. Uh, 10 and a half points, 6.7 rebounds, five total block shots in those three games. So yeah. like he, he's a, he's a big time gamer. So it's, it's like, not only is Edward struggling and, and I think in time he'll figure some things out, or I think there will be a game where he's hitting shots and slashing and playing well, and you, you need him out there on the floor. But in the meantime, I, I guess I, I'm not as passionate about it just because I want more to do. Like I, even if Justin was playing well, I'd still want to do out there playing more because I, I he's got some I said that on Friday I don't know if it was on the radio show or on the Twitter space but I was like I think Ugunna is going to be I think he's got some some capabilities to be a, a special shot blocker I, I think it do has some capabilities just to be a special college basketball player like he is he's a do-it-all type of a player a do-it-all huh yeah. I, I saw you looking there, but yeah. he, yeah, he, he's physical. He gets on the floor. He's a good teammate. He has four block shots <laughs> and he's a freak too. Like on top yeah. of all the, the, you know, he does things the right way, blah, blah, blah. But he's also just a freak athlete. He can do things that some other people just can't do. Um, I do. I love watching him. So, you know, Justin, take your time. But in the meantime, uh, there's other guys this, there. You've got yeah. this guy that like the NBA is eventually going to catch on to a do as well and be like, all right, he's a little raw in some areas. We got to work on his shot a bit, but 
my goodness gracious, he's going up that high on the backboard to block shots and alter shots, and he's got that frame to him. Uh, this may this may be the last year of the Duthiero. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit there, but he, he does have all the tools to be like a special player, and I think each and every game you're seeing him put it together. So, Edwards, take your time, because I think the Cats are, are okay there anyways. Uh, uh, you got a three box of 10 minutes, too. That was, that was nice. Folks, nice I, like I, I'm going to go on a probably just a short rant, like 30 seconds when we come back from the break. But the long and short of that rant is going to be this team is good. And they, they, they missed some opportunities, I think, to put UNC away. And there were some swing chances. And they seemed to almost like all go UNC's way, which was a little bit frustrating. But at the end of the day, they, they got to win. UNC, super old, experienced team. Mm-hmm. UK, young. And the Cats dominated really from start to finish with one minor slip up where UNC took a lead for about 15 seconds. Uh, it's, it's a good group. We'll come back. We'll tell you more yeah. about it. We'll talk more can, about the game. Can we, before we get to the break, can we just laugh at North Carolina just for a minute? Just do it for more than a minute if you want to. <laughs> nice pass, Cadeau. <laughs> Maybe yeah. your player should have looked for the ball. What a hilarious. I'm over there just sweating bullets like, oh, don't give up a three. Are they going to foul? What are they going to do? Cal said he told them to foul. Um, once they got across half court to not let RJ Davis get the ball, but I guess Reed was waiting for another pass before fouling. He told Reed to do it. Reed wisely just waited until after Cadeau passed it once, and it just bounced right off of uh, Ryan's, Cormac Ryan's shoulder. Like, what, what, what are they doing there? Yeah, I also didn't have Ryan, like, torching us on my on my game sheet. I, I pretty much nailed this UK-UNC game for what it was worth, except for the Ryan part. I didn't, I didn't expect him to have this ginormous game. I actually heard Cal said, like, Hey, don't we we may foul, but don't because they're gonna throw it off his body and they'll get a backcourt violation. I actually heard that that was a coach cow clinic. He knew exactly what was gonna happen in that spot. That was a that, that felt good to have a break go UK's way. I think we can all collectively agree that was a break. I, I don't maybe UNC scores, maybe they don't score, maybe it doesn't matter, maybe the Cats win regardless. But it just felt good to not have to worry about it. Just not have oh, to worry about man. it. And just. To laugh at the other team for being total dinguses down the stretch. You don't have to worry about losing or the game going to overtime or anything wonky happening uh, when the opponent's getting a backcourt violation on their final possession. <laughs> and that's a that's a bold strategy by Hubert Davis, doing the old backcourt violation when you need a bucket there. It's innovative. It didn't work in this situation, but, but maybe next time, buddy. We'll take a break. The cats are the best. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, okay. Grouse, Justin Kalen. The right time to rock the night away. Jingle bell time is a swell time to go gliding in the one horse lane. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle around the corner. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. The best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Oh. 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 Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We appreciate the grab and go. Thornton Sexers on the Thornton Sex Line 502-414-1450. Our Scooch, you know it's more than just a neat little present. 
Uh, what did you gift card? Well, yeah, yes, but you know what else is also more than just a neat little present? A Salsaritas gift card. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it is. <laughs> because it's you may say, well, that, that sounds like a neat little present. It's the gift of fine dining, Roush, without the fine dining price tag. You can really ball out at Salsaritas with their gift card options. They're selling gift cards, but uh, you're... The, the receiver of that gift card, Roush, is just going to get delicious Mexican food. Wow. Sounds delightful. And while you can literally put a price tag on that, can you? Can you? Can you? If you get the, if you get the gift card, it technically ha- has a price tag. Happiness wow. has no price tag, Roush. That's true. Oh. Speaking of which, did we win the lottery? I don't think so. Um, oh no! I know! I know we didn't. I checked my tickets yesterday. Damn it, Scoots! No kidding. I'm still miserable. <laughs> but I can be a little less miserable at Salsaritas this holiday season. There, I, I was driving by the other day. It was popping, which is a good thing. That was the St. Matthews one. The Middle Town location has drive-through. First day at the the new office, moved all the stuff to the the new office. So I'll be closer to that Middle Town one now. Looking forward to that. Two locations. Download that app. Double points after 6 p.m. Salsaritas. More than just a nice little present. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. Yeah, Roush, there's a I, I that was a fun game. Glad the Cats won. That's big for the resident. You, you, you know, it's a signature win, so it helps you come selection Sunday. Wouldn't have been the end of the world had UK lost, but I would have been very bummed had it happened. Glad we don't have to to to, to discuss it. But there was times where it felt like maybe UK is not meant to win this for that reason that we mentioned before that break. That like UK had chances to blow it open. Uh, Antonio Reeves wide open three. UK's mm-hmm. up by twelve. Could have pushed the lead to to fifteen, and. Misses it. UNC comes right back down. I think they, you blink and like what could have been a 15 point game before you know it's like right back to eight, just like that. And that happened several different times at different margins. UK's up eight, has a, a layup that you think has a good chance of going in. Somehow it doesn't. UNC comes down the other end, gets an and one. And instead of being up double digits, now it's a, just barely a, a, it's a two possession game. So that happened a few times. And you wonder just how many times can UK keep kind of responding and the depth of this team is just such a strength that at different times Roush it was kind of different players stepping up and at the end you know Dillingham hit some big shots Wagner was kind of getting where he needed Bradshaw hit the free throws also missed some free throws but he hit the free throws that that were the most important but any given night I think Roush is that's going to be the story with this group is that it can just be any anybody a really balanced scoring effort and more and more with these freshmen, you just trust them in these situations. And that felt like a, a growing up game for a lot of them on Saturday. Yeah. Well, and you, you mentioned the kind of big moments throughout. Um, Rob had him late. Reed had him early on. I don't know which one I liked more, the transition, the steal and transition three, like in somebody's face, or the steal transition dunk. But both were equally freaking awesome. Uh, you were talking about some, some crowd pops from those moments. Uh, that was 
increíble. Um, but having, like, I, I just don't think any of us anticipated Rob Dillingham to be what Rob Dillingham is. Um, there was just, yeah, I, I felt like the negative was going to outweigh the positive for a lot longer, and we're, we're not seeing that. So the fact that you have, like, the depth you have in the backcourt among ball handlers, it's just, it's so nice. And, and score, they're all scorers, too. I think that's right, kind of yeah. like, and, you know, I, I we don't need, I'm not doing this in a, in a negative way. I think Severe Wheeler was, he's not thought of as a scorer as much as he really probably should be. He also had a, a big scoring game against UNC way, way back when. But, he 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 had obvious shooting limitations and, right. and and teams played into that with the way that they you, you can't really do that with anybody like you can't play you can play people differently you, you you're going to want to play these guards differently but you have to respect all of their shots you have to respect mm-hmm. the fact that all of them can put it on the floor and get to the rim and then uh, Dillingham was somebody i think I say we, I think it was me, but maybe collectively the we wondered, is he going to be able to finish at the rim at the college level? He ain't doing it by, he ain't doing it by cramming on people, Roush, but he's doing it by being crafty and he's doing fun moves. And like, I feel like one of these times he's going to do like the old man, the old grandpa in the driveway, like put the, keep the ball in between your legs. And he's going to like do the old fake over the top, like fake hook shot thing. And the defender's going to be like, I don't know where the ball went. And then he's going to be like, (laughs) on your ear. And then he's going to score a layup. He's very crafty. He's fun to watch. Dillingham is that like, I can say this about just so people know, I'm pretty much in love with this UK basketball team, but I can say this about like five different people, but he's just so entertaining to watch. He's a smart basketball player and he's got, uh, he's got guts. Like he's not afraid of the big moment. Doesn't mean I think he's all, like, you know, he had an air ball. Uh, it, it felt like that there's a chance UK could really, push the lead and be in a good spot. He airballs. I think UNC came down on the other end and airballed. Uh, it was a fun game. It was a good pace to it, but it wasn't always played at the highest level. There were some sloppy moments, no doubt. But join the list with Dillingham. Like Wagner, again, he's not the best shooter in the world, but his ability just to be able to get where he needs on the court is incredible. And then Bradshaw, I'm going to say this, like probably up until February, I'll, I'll be obnoxious about this. But the dude is now – you can still count on one hand how many college games he has played, and here he is in a huge game on CBS yeah. with, like, the country watching. A lot of people tuned in to see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they're like, what the hell is this, basketball? Well, I guess I'll watch it. And he knocks down free throws, and he's going against a dude who's been playing college basketball since the Obama administration, and he goes toe-to-toe with that dude. Yeah. He limits that dude to four shots, and not just him alone, but the entire front court. Right, he, that was he, awesome. He done is coming in, hasn't played basketball since July, and they're limiting or Armando Bacot to four shots. Like he yeah. was a non-factor in that Crazy. game because of the way UK's front court played. And what? So now I've done Dillingham, I've done Bradshaw, I've done Wagner. I, I you know, Shepard as well. Like this, yeah. Well, I got I got Shepard covered for us. Yeah, we good. I, I can um, just go down the list. This is but, a special team, folks. Buy in. They're they're gonna probably lose a game. They'll trip up in SEC road game or something along the lines. But folks, I wouldn't take I wouldn't trade rosters with anybody come March. Maybe 
UConn would be probably like the only one in consideration, but they're not as fun to watch. This team is really, really fun to watch. Wouldn't trade rosters with anybody. All right, you can go ahead about Reach. You, you can go start drooling about well, Reach. I, I kind of got Reed at the beginning of that. Um, so, True. but to my point uh, earlier, you're, you mentioned the guards. Like you can't, you can try to take away certain things from them, but they, they kind of do a little bit of everything. Same applies to the front court, right? Trey, Trey Mitchell uh, hits a three. Aaron Bradshaw hits a three. Like, you have to guard everybody, right? That That's just – there's not any one thing you can try to take away. So, like, I, that's just awesome. And I know he only had three boards, but one of them was a big putback uh, to help UK actually retake the lead there. So, uh, I'm, I'm incredibly excited. The only thing I'm disappointed – I'm more disappointed in myself is that I, I stole – I sold my – you got a stonks for no reason. I should have just held on to him. They were they were doing great there. Um, I don't. He doesn't need to be or do anything crazy. But like, if he just blocks some shots, gives those fouls, like I could not. I could not believe that Baycott. What they did to him, I just could not believe it because you thought that it would play out similarly to how Dickinson kind of dominated uh, against Kentucky. It maybe not to that ex- extreme, but yeah, I just assumed like, man, he's been playing basketball for a hundred years. Surely he's going to get his. Uh, no, he did not. They they ate his lunch. I got irrationally excited when Trey Mitchell got that offensive foul against him because he does that stuff all the time, and like veteran players do it. It's just it's you know it's like a a seasoned hook move just to solidify your position there on the block. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He ain't the only one that does it. But Trey was – if you go back and watch from at least the replay of what CBS had, Trey literally points to, like, Armando's arm on his back where he's hooking uh-huh. him. He's like, hey, he's he's doing that. And, <laughs> the, ref call, and the ref calls it. Like, nice. That was too – That's a veteran, veteran crime. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I, he's doing a veteran move against me, but here's the most veteran move. Like, call that foul, buddy. And the ref it actually fell for it. Lucy, we don't put that in our mouth. Can we say go Cats? Yeah, yeah, at least you had a fun. Did you watch UK win? Yeah. You say go Big Blue? Yeah. What did you tell mm. Kenta you wanted for Christmas on the Polar Express? Candy. candy. Oh, man, candy? I love candy. It's a very reasonable request for a kid for Christmas. <laughs> like candy? Got not it. a, not yeah. a pony. You know, not, like... <laughs> no issue. But, no, she enjoyed the, the Caps win, and, and, and how could you not? And then, Roush, we got to talk about their defense. I, I know having a shot blocker changes things, but what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, and 83 points is a lot. I was um, – it was fun, like, having the over and being with some Louisville fans who also were on the over. So, like, we were – we were cheering for the points, but you didn't want to cheer too hard. And then I thought, so it was 164 and a half. And at one point, Kentucky was ahead 83-81 with like a minute and 20 left. And this guy's like, we got it. We're good. I'm like, I swear to God, if you must this bet and there's no more points for the final 90 seconds, is they just can't hit a free throw. Uh, so I think they missed him right after that. But, I mean – most of the shots they hit were contested threes. Like, I, I mean, Ryan just hit shots. Davis, I mean, they, they hit some shots, but for the most part, I wasn't – like, you felt like the sense of urgency was there, and it was great that um, 
guys could run three-point shooters off the line and Adu or Ugana or somebody was there to affect the shot at the rim. Like that, that's great. And and having it come from a dude too, you just people forget he was like a, a two last year. It's crazy. He's just yeah, he's gonna be seven foot. He's gonna be Zach Eady in like a year. Well, what if he did do that? Like he just did not stop. <laughs> I, I you're gonna look at the score and be like, wow, that's a lot of points. That this UK team really can't defend. I, I'm. I, I said it on the Twitter space. I think I said it on the show last week. I, speaking of stonks, I'm buying all the stonks on UK defensively. Again, is it going to be Calipari's best defensive team? I don't think so. But one, I think having shot blockers, whoever it may be, Bradshaw not as good as Uganda, and I think Bradshaw is going to play more. But even still, Uganda's going to get in the game, and Bradshaw can also alter some shots even when he is in. But I think that's going to change the way some of these guys are going to play. And then they'll just get better. But I thought the the perimeter defense was good, not great. R.J. Davis can do that against anybody, Roush. He's really hard to guard. He can get where he wants on the floor. Uh, we talked about how veteran of a player Armando is. R.J. Davis has been there all the same. Uh, he played, I think we mentioned this last week, but like he played against Devin Askew in that game in, in 2020. He played against BJ Boston and Terrence Clark and Olivier Starr. Uh, he's been around the block a time or two. Like he knows how to score and he, and he knows where to get on the floor. So if, if you're looking at that and you're like, well, they couldn't stop him. You you just talked about how UK, well, here is a point. I, I do wish they had just some like a lockdown defender, Roush, because in the Kansas game, that's a different story. I think we have to throw that one out. But there has been – I won't get into all the details, but there has been multiple times where UK just hasn't been able to stop somebody that's in the zone. And that did happen Saturday. Just lucky for UK. They had somebody on the other end that are that was able to match it. But I think besides RJ Davis kind of being in the zone, UK gave up one field goal the final, what, like three minutes? Nobody, uh, nobody else hit a field goal the final like three thirty. Harrison Ingram, he scored, and then free throws, only... free throws. Yeah, yeah, R.J. Davis hit a three with, and that was it. Two minutes to play. He had one with two forty two. So he, but... you know, he kind of did his thing, and he'll do that. He's a really good scorer, but I but thought everywhere else, else UK's defense grew up a little bit. The um, from a number standpoint, I mean. They let UNC score 83 points and shoot 47% from the field, but they still moved up seven spots to 44 overall in Kim Palm on defense. So, like, they're, they're, they're steadily climbing that ladder. Yeah. And you feel like they could be a top – at least a top 30 team uh, here in the next couple months. And everybody always thinks about that from an offensive standpoint. Like, well, you got to implement Bradshaw offensively. How is it going to change the way that they're going to play? They also need to mesh defensively but they'll get better as time goes on. They'll learn where people are on the floor, what gambles they can take. And this is a defense that we've talked about that are going to take a lot of gambles, and they should. They have plenty of steals. Steals and blocks may be the way this kind of defense goes and plays. Um, and then I I, you know, I, I was a little nitpicky after the pin win with Calipari. I thought he coached a, a good game. I know people, Roush, and we'll talk about this an hour too, they're upset about the technical so we'll have to we'll have to get into that. But all in all, I thought it was a good, a well coached game. They kept the mm -hmm. pace where it needed to be when it went to the half court. I still thought the spacing was good. 
We've got a whole another hour to talk about it. We've got a yeah. lot of text. This is Kentucky and, uh, World some Bowl. big uh, football news. A lot uh, of football news soon. Yeah. This yeah. is KRC on the Big X. We'll be back after this. As long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 6.1, AM. FM, FMAM, actually. And you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Fun hour. I, I met up with a few buddies, Roush. It's fantasy playoff weekend. It's exciting. I think I'm, I'm going to get the, the win, taking down the points champion. I know, I know nobody cares. But uh, there was a group of Caps fans that were there. And we just we, we couldn't stop talking about UK. Uh, that, that game on Saturday was fun. Felt, let's not, I don't think there's any scenario they would lose to L. But, like, don't trip up against Illinois State. Don't drop any bad home game in conference play. Don't have, like, the Vanderbilt loss or anything like that. Um, but besides that, it, it kind of feels like this is, people are buying into this being a special season. And Saturday, I think, was when everybody was like, okay, it's, it's okay to love again. Like, <laughs> And, and I think people should have that attitude in all seriousness. That was a lot of fun. That was, that was a fun game. Big win. UK and UNC really should play every year. You know how I get about the scheduling talk. Like, everybody mm-hmm. needs to calm down. UK schedule. When it's really bad, let's complain then. But, like, as long as they're playing good teams, and they always will be, it'll be fine. But if there was probably, like, one scheduling, I, I wish they'd do the game in Louisville every year. That is from selfish reasons. But second scheduling thing, you should play UNC every year, whether it's the CBS Sports Classic, uh, the years that you're not doing that in the CBS Sports Classic, I mean, that's a way to play them. Maybe in the ACC-SEC Challenge, but they always play fun games, Roush. Yeah, which it's just like, hey, maybe um, you don't need a CBS Sports Classic, just play home and home with North Carolina. Like that, that nobody complained about that. It was pretty awesome. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was a good atmosphere in Catlanta. Remember the set, TJ? Every Cal team that won a final four, or went to the final four had a victory over North Carolina. So go ahead and book those tickets to Phoenix, sadly. Phoenix. Oh God. Yeah. Cal is also hey. now three and zero against North Carolina when they are the higher ranked team. Yeah, there was that graphic too when they're a top ten team. He's like seven and one against them. Um, Got their number right now. Scoots, you had Kansas's number for like 37 minutes. What the oh, hell? Oh, man, that was so fun. That was so fun. I Going into that game, I thought Indiana would lose by double digits. So the fact that it was so close and the fact that we had it in the bag and just let it go, gosh, that hurt. But it was fun. You were at Assembly Hall, right? Yeah, you are at like, Assembly Hall. You're, you we knew were. they were going to play close. But when I was in French Lick, Indiana, Scoots, there was a lot of IU hats. Oh, I guarantee and like, it. 
if you know if I was worried about missing some of the UK game with plenty of time to spare, these people were like frantic because the game was actually happening. <laughs> and I didn't get to see any of it. I saw the final score. I kind of briefly looked at it because I bet IU to cover what would the line go off at seven and, and a half. half or, yeah. So I was like, that's way too many points. Mm-hmm. Um, so IU did cover, but yeah, there's this IU fan on the train and he, he was talking to his buddy who was like a few seats over and he was, he was just like, miss front end of the one and one it's over. We lost. It's over. <laughs> and I, I don't know exactly what, what play he was describing, but I guess IU did something bad or missed a free throw uh, he he was not happy about it, but he was breaking the news to his friend, who also was not happy about it. Uh, but but a competitive game, a nice moral victory for the Hoosiers. Well, yeah, no, and that, it was nice. It, nice to know that we can play with a team like Kansas, especially when our our starting point guards out, still not playing Xavier Johnson. So if he plays in that game, I, I don't want to say Indiana wins, but I think it it's a major difference for this team. And when he comes back, it's a major difference for Indiana. So we'll major see. difference, sir. Reporting for duty. <laughs> A general difference is, I think, what he, what he's referencing. Yeah, no, IU, they, they cover the spread against Kansas. Rival Purdue beats number one. Uh, basically the same thing. Except for nobody hey. could see the Purdue-Arizona game because it was on Peacock. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Scoots is just too sweet to even catch my drift. I guess. Hey, at, yeah. least, at least you have Coach Sig making big power moves. Hey, that's right. true. That's true. Coach Scoot, Sig, I, I like Scoots kind of taking talking some trash on Twitter too, which is never never first and only time he's ever talked trash about Indiana well, that's football. A, that's the first and only time I've ever been right about something regarding Indiana football. Coach Sig, <laughs> he got he got Donovan McCauley and Carter Smith, uh, two guys UK was recruiting to remove their name from the transfer portal. So Coach Sig's doing something right. I mentioned it off the top because there's a bunch of whiny babies that have wet diapers because of Louisville's signing transfer portal players. It's like, guys, that's what they that's what they do, right? They had seven in three days, and it's because they, they only signed 15 high school kids. Like, they're, they're just going heavy in the portal. Um, they got a kid from South Alabama who um, some had ranked as the number one receiver. A kid from Alabama who was a former five-star, and he's had one good year. Not really sure why he didn't do anything this year. Um, Miami running back. Ole Miss is making out like bandits right now, though. They're 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 yeah. throwing some serious money around. Bad year to get know. get the old switcheroo with them in Mississippi State. Jeez, will lose. Yeah, seriously, because um, they got Tyler Barron and Princely Yumanolani, however you say his name, from Florida. Um, really good pressure creators. Uh, Juice Wells from South Carolina is going there, and now they're the heavy favorite to lay in Walter Nolan. Uh, defensive lineman who I would rather him go there than Tennessee though. So that's the alternative. Uh, but Ole Miss making out like bandits, South Carolina though, they might get AJ Swan. I'm kind of happy about that because KJ Jefferson did finally enter the portal. Um, and we thought that he would end up at South Carolina, but for Kentucky, they got some good portal news. Jordan Dingle, he removed his name from the portal for the second time in a week. A Kentucky guy put his toe in and got back in. He ain't going nowhere. Um, this all happened while um, he was supposed to be going to visit Tennessee, and then Tennessee got a commitment from another tight end in the portal. So I don't know if he was there for not. I'm not sure if he actually ever made it to Knoxville for a visit. I do know that Willie Rodriguez uh, did actually end up going to Knoxville. So that's something we got to watch over the next 72 hours. I'm trying to just kind of 
uh, get get through them all because it's a little crazy. But we got some good news and bad news Friday night. All right, so the the good news, which just kind of ticked me off, and I don't think UK was very happy that uh, an agent leaked this too. But uh, Dykeel Shorts, the Houston wide receivers coach, he was in Lexington to basically to rubber stamp the the hire. Uh, he'd been a guy that had been their target for a while um, to be the next wide receivers coach. So he was there to go through the formal interview process and kind of uh, finalize everything. So we finally have a, a, a confirmed that he is the, the name that they're zeroing in on. I'm sure we'll get some official release at some point this week. Um, that happened, so that's good. And, you know, he's got some connections out there. I think Chris uh, Brazel, six foot five Tulane receiver, has a connection to him. And Tennessee really wants that guy, so that'd be fun to say, no, 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 no. Um, there's a chance of that. Bad news. Trevin Wallace is declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, not, just not, just don't like it. Don't like it at all. Uh, Trevin's a great athlete that always needed to kind of refine his linebacking skills. He did not have the most productive year um, this year. And you know what? I think Jamin Davis is like a – it's a blueprint, but like also Jamin had a more productive year in fewer games um, before he blew up and rose up the draft board. So I don't know what that's going to mean from Trevin. Um, now, they might have had his replacement already because he announced that on Friday. And Jamon Dumas Johnson was at UK on Saturday. Um, he's a different player than Trevin. He's more of a north-south run stuffer. He's not as much of a side-to-side field stretching playmaker but this guy was a an all-american a first team all-american two years ago at georgia uh he played i think eight games this year before he broke his forearm that ended his season um but he was on campus saturday uh and then he made a quick stop at auburn on sunday before the dead period hit so it's kentucky versus auburn um and so i I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the way things are going for UK. I did. Sometimes my job is really stupid, TJ, because like, it's like, man, this, this, this sounds like it could be UK, and like, I didn't get the confirmation until like four hours after Roland said something. So like, this job's just kind of dumb, right? Like, when do they respond to your text messages? Can make you look good or bad, but hey, it doesn't matter. He was out there. They didn't want it out there. I have a feeling that Brazel's a guy they don't want out there, but might have visited as well. It's but that, yeah. The whole like let's not tell anybody anything part has really just made my job so much fun. Did uh, you did you take a subtle shot there at Roland? No, I'm not taking a shot at Roland. I'm taking a shot at the staff for not like just guys, just talk to us. Like what, what are you? Come on, like it's not. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating because, yeah. You know, you heard it here first. Roush takes a shot at Roland. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I get it. Yeah. So that, you know, that's that's part of it. Uh, basketball, they they at, at least they talk to you at some point in football. Basketball, yeah, they, like, they would, they would there's never. There's ebbs and flows, right? And they just they think that if anything's out there, then it'll hurt their chances of getting him. Which you know what, cool. But it always gets out eventually, and it got out because it does. It uh, it that's that's what I would tell them. It always gets out eventually. Um, cause there was, there was definitely some other guys on Jalen Farmer, um, offensive lineman. They recruited out of high school. That was at Florida. It's going to be probably Florida or, T- or Kentucky or Tennessee for that guy as well. Um, but we know there were just two guys on campus. So, 
Yeah, also, I like that one of my few hot takes in the transfer portal, it was like, dingle, big whoop. People are overreacting. We're fine without him. Not that, not that significant of a loss. And then he's right on back. <laughs> but I, he, I'm ready for him to show us a little bit more. And if it's going to be at UK, though, that's that's fine by me. It would have kind of stunk if he had gone to Tennessee, just because you you don't you don't like seeing a starter just go to a conference rival. That's that's not ideal. Uh, not a conference rival, but another rival. U of L, Roush. They really are cleaning up in the transfer portal. Your thoughts, comments. U U of L. I mean, they're doing they, well. Like, what no, I know. I mentioned off the top, but like, here's the thing, TJ. Uh, if the, a lot of their guys, they're taking gambles on G five players working out, and you know what? That that might work in the ACC. Like it worked out for him this year. Uh, Jawar Jordan. Was great. Garendo was a huge find, but like Jamari Thrash, you saw what Jamari Thrash did when he played good cornerbacks. He couldn't get open, right? Like that's I think that's what they're doing again. So like they're gonna have fine ball players that are fine in the ACC, but they're like a seven. They're like an eight and fourteen, and they're gonna lose to Kentucky again. Like that's what they're. I don't know. I I was always don't like, fall for it. Don't I, I, TJ, hold you're, on. you're you're falling hold for on. it. I've all I was always the one that like five years ago it was like. No chance, game's over. Four years ago, no chance when they they end up not playing in the pandemic. U of L, you would have had no chance. I've been all along, like, I've called this rivalry as it is. From a talent standpoint, next year's game will easily be the closest it's been during this run for UK. And this year was probably the closest before then. Next year is going to be closer. They, they got Gelati back. I mean, he was what second in ACC. That that's bigger than any of their. Yeah, that's stuff. a huge. Because, I mean, that's a huge development. Because like, like the guy that like the South Alabama guy, they're all drooling over. Because I got to Maury Macklin. They're like the same player, right? Like I, a lot I, of the I people like, who are wetting their diapers. It, Kentucky's doing the same thing. Like it's just they're getting more guys because they're not investing in high school. Like that's you, the only reason why. So like, just relax. UK's having surprise people leave for the draft that we don't really have replacements for. They're getting some of the best players in their conference to come back, or at least in that reference one. And it's an interesting – and, like, you know, Rash, I'm not – listen, the game's in Lexington. Kentucky's made a staple in beating them. You need to take care of business and beat them. We have a whole other year to to talk about that game. But it's it's something to monitor, and I hope the staff has a plan for that – and I, and I think that they probably do. It sounds like they're addressing the needs on defense, but it does just seem like we need that. And then you need that and you got to plug that, but it's coming along and there's still a lot of time, a lot of, a lot more, a, a lot of more players to enter the portal too, Roush. You're going to get some people that are going to go through spring and then be like, eh, never mind, I'm out too. So a lot of time. part of it, um, like, I don't trust a lot of the portal ranking stuff because like a lot of times it's just like, well, what was this high school recruiting ranking? He must be as good. And that I think is not very fair. Um, but like on three, the one thing our database team does a good job with is they have a transfer portal team ranking that does players going out as it factors players going out and coming in. And I, I haven't checked it since yesterday and they got a lot more since then, but it was like, 
Kentucky and Louisville were, I think, three and four. You know, um, and you, what what's going on with our portal class? And it's like I think only two schools had more incoming transfer portal commitments than Kentucky in the SEC. So like, you know, cats are doing doing all right for themselves. Yeah, and that's and that's good. And they need to keep doing all right for themselves. I, what what U of L does does not impact what Kentucky is doing, but they they do seem set up for in a weak conference to probably rack up a lot of big wins again and well, and that's fine they can be ranked again when when kentucky beats them but roush i do at least want to bring this up because this we mentioned this though like a lot of U L fans and me and uk fans and i think everybody was a little surprised they settled on the quarterback they settled on yeah uh, rutherford alluded to this i think it's probably true that like L went a little cheap on quarterback so they could go more expensive in other areas it seems like that's Paying off. I'm, yeah, not saying, I mean, I'm not saying UK broke the bank on bra. I'm not. That's not to say that UK is not doing things similarly or differently. Or I'm not. It, it's not a comparison on UK because it seems like you're right, Roush. UK is doing well in the portal. They're they're going to get more people. They're not done yet. Um, but it does seem like that strategy of like, all right, you get a quarterback you like, and it's not going to be one of the top three or the top five. And then we can spend all this money to go get some of the well, other guys. Maybe, maybe works. The, um, the how do I put this? Like, think it about works. how expensive KJ Jefferson's going to be. You know, it, it works till it doesn't. And I just, oh, uh, like the quarterback plays so bad that I mean, did we look what Kentucky did with Devin Leary this year? Right, like if he's just marginally better. They win more two more games, like just a fraction better. He was he was so bad, so bad at times. He's fifty four percent completion percentage against SEC opponents. Jack Plummer certainly had his faults, but like he did play high four. He knew the system. If Shuck doesn't hit, like he doesn't like if he isn't even just like the baseline Plummer, which there's a chance he could be worse. Like he could be bad. They like him, but like because I'm with you, especially getting Jawadi back. I'm sure some of that budget, like that, that would work. This will work, but Chuck has to hit. He cannot be bad. If he is bad, like bad, bad, then there, you know, then none of it matters, right? That's like, true. you know, that's so true. that that that's the kind of risk you take, and some of the the rolling dice and all of this is quarterbacks and evaluating quarterbacks. It's kind of a crapshoot. So, get your text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Too much positive view of L talk. They got a basketball win yesterday, Roush, but what in the world is going on still? Kenny Payne was asked after the game. He's like, oh, I've talked with Josh Hurd, but just about how we can take this thing to the next level. Yeah, they had Carter Knox on camp. It was like people were waiting. Okay, the Matt Norlander report, too, that, you know, he's likely going to get fired. They're, they're not going to drag this out, but he's not getting fired right away. It's like, well, which one is it? Is he Are they dragging it out, or are they going to fire him? Um, they let him host Carter Knox for a visit to watch them beat an awful Pepperdine team. For the fans of The Office, this is that – is it season one or season two? Like, Josh Hurd's scared to fire him, I think. I think he's just oh, – like, yeah. I, think he, I think he's hoping somebody else is just going to fire him. Hey, I really – I think we discussed it on here that they wanted to wait until after the Kentucky game because there's like a big break and they don't want Cal to run up the score and all that sort of stuff. I think that was always the plan, but Kenny's just been so bad that 
he should have done it before then. And now he's just like, oh man, I'm kind of stuck. So I'll, you know what? I'll give you an expensive severance package for Christmas, Kenny. I, I, I like to think that like Josh Hurd brings Dan McDonald in and just like, ah, basketball program. It's really, really struggling. You know, you've been here a long time, haven't you? Would you go talk to Kenny? Like, see if he even wants the job. And if he doesn't, just be like, yeah, okay, well, you, you know, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Uh, I think he's scared. In all seriousness, Josh Hurd has handled this herdably, hor- hor- horribly. He's done Herdably. a bad job with this. It's not, It has not been a professional job uh, in all seriousness. Like, he hasn't really said anything. I, I, I think at some point, at least during the Cron Davis situation, you should have came out maybe even apologize for the handling of the statements. And secondly, you've got a fan, but you've got a, a ghost town of an arena. Like the, the ripple effects are the entire city Roush of that place just being as dead as it is. Uh, I'm not saying you necessarily like, if you don't want to fire him, you, then, then don't. But that's the weird thing. These reports are leaking that like you're going to, but maybe not, but I'm going to when the time's right. And then you're bringing in a five-star visitor which I think that was probably just Kenny Payne's way of like, I, I think that was a chest move from yeah. Kenny Payne, which that's a whole nother weird thing is that like it, how much control you have over the basketball program. Why don't you want more of it? And I think it's a little bit of a reflection from him and you had people at a certain station and I get it. I do get it. But like they, I, I, I took a couple of screenshots of it just cause it was kind of like, it, it was funny to me, but I do at least understand it. Josh Hurd is an incredible athletic director, and whatever he's dealing with behind the scenes, just know that it's done the best way possible because I'm a media member and I want to be friends with him, and I'm <laughs> saying nice things about him. But credit to Nick Coffey. And I don't I don't think Rutherford – Rutherford certainly didn't have like a butt slap in Josh Hurd tweet, but I also don't know if he's tweeted. I, I don't know. We'll find out at 3 o'clock. Today on the Big X, what Mike Rutherford thinks about all this stuff. But I will say credit to Nick Coffey that he tweeted out, like, what is, like at some point, it's not just about Kenny. Like, this, you know, he had a tweet that I don't think he specifically called out Josh Hurd, but it was very clearly talking about Josh Hurd. It's messy, Roush. It's a, it's a messy situation. So it does look like Kenny Payne, I don't think U of L would fire a coach after a 20 point win, but maybe that's exactly what U of L would do. You always got to kind of think zigging and zagging with U of L. Whatever you think they're about to do, some scandal in a whole different area is about to happen. You just don't really know exactly where you can you can reach in on them. But I guess they're not going to fire them. Yeah, I, I, I think they're just going to fire them after Kentucky wins by thirty. So you're, you're going to get like fifteen thousand UK fans cheering for Ken. Like that's going to ooh, Thursday's going to be weird. Thursday's going to be a weird UK U of L basketball game. I think you meant to say fun. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be fun, but, like, th- there's going to be a part of me, like, when Kenny Payne's introduced and UK fans do a mocking cheer, that it's going to be like, that's funny, but also a little sad. Like, you know, Kenny probably wishes that it was actually his own fan base that was cheering for him and not the rival fan base because he's one of the biggest disasters in the history of well, basketball. I mean, it is, but, like, also, like, the results are the results, and I think he's also uh, delusional enough to think that, like, this isn't all his fault. Scoots, Which- you- yeah, it is. You know what this is, is like Roush has his arm around me and we're out on the farm and I'm sad that like the cattle have to be turned into food. 
And I'm just like, you know what? Just no, shoot him. Yeah, it's like it's like Roush is like, this is just how the world works, buddy. And I'm like, but I don't want Kenny to be sad as UK is just mockingly joking and making fun of him. Uh, kind of. I mean, it's not really intentionally at Kenny Payne. It's just the fact that UL's horrible and he's somewhat responsible for that. But Roush, yeah, Roush is much more cruel about it. He's probably right, though. That's the strategy to take. What would you do, Scoots? Do you feel bad for Kenny Payne? Well, so I would be, in terms of the farm scenario, I'm on Team Roush. I mean, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of cows that are still going to be living if we put down our 10 cows or whatever it is. So if you put down Kenny Payne, there's going to be – there's well, yeah, that that was pretty crass. But if, if you fire Kenny Payne, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of other Kenny Paynes that you can bring in. If, if you want to bring in a guy with no head coaching experience, there's all kinds of those. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have their guys out there. They just got to go find them. And also, I do totally – I'll have to see it to believe it, Roush, but I do buy into the philosophy that, like, Cal is not going to win this game by 40 points. Yeah. I think we all do. Um, like th- this has 19 point ugly 76 to uh, 58 or 57 math numbers. So what's the what's what's the biggest number that you wouldn't take Kentucky? Like where's your line? That, like you're stopping it. What do you mean? Like like UK minus. At what point do you? What? How big does the number have to get for you to not bet Kentucky to cover? All right. So if like Kentucky was a fifteen point favorite, I'd take Kentucky. Sixteen I, point I, favorite, I'd I would take, take them all the way up to minus twenty. Huh. I, I, I think eighteen. I think I'd go eighteen. I think you all. I think you all are severely underestimating what's going to happen on Thursday. I'd take the cats up to like twenty-eight and a half, probably. Because here's the deal: we we've talked all this time about how Cal's not going to want to keep his foot on the gas, but can he control the talent that's out on the floor? I mean, Kentucky's talent versus Louisville's talent. What are you going to do? Tell Rob to go out there. Hey, Rob, just miss a couple shots real quick. Rob's not going to want to go out there and miss a couple shots. Rob's going to want to get his. And I think that's going to be the case for every player on Kentucky. They're going to want to get theirs on Thursday night. And Cal, may, he may have the intention to not run up the score. But I think with the talent discrepancy between these two teams, that could very easily happen without Cal even trying to stop it. It's – it's uh sad state for U of L that we're talking about them as it like as if they're an NAI school like Kentucky can name the score maybe you've all something to say about it I wouldn't be shocked if the game is close in the first half and Scooch you are right and that did cross my mind like at some point even when Kentucky is bringing in reserves like hey Jordan Burks you haven't played in a little bit go go after it he would still be better than really whatever U of L's got going on on their end of the floor, but you can slow down the pace of play and stuff like that. That's true. I mean, I would take Britain Canada to go out and put up points against Louisville. Scoot. I'm serious. This is not a good Louisville team. They're, yes, they're coming off a, a good win yesterday, but they're not a good somebody, team. Somebody needs to ask Cal that, and it's a hard thing to do, the, the framing of the question, but you'd have to ask something along the lines of, like, they're obviously struggling this season – does it cross your mind yeah. that you don't want to embarrass a buddy on the well, scoreboard? Here's the problem, though, is Cal would say, um, well, he, he would disagree with the premise of the statement. Kenny, you know, his guys are playing hard. Like, he's going to 
He did this last year where he just talked about how great Kenny was. It's like, Cal, you're not watching Louisville play basketball if you're saying that those things with a straight face. That that's totally no. He totally dodged the question and be like, well, you, they're they're a tough team. You know, they've got good players. Scott Clark's a guy that we recruited here. Brandon Hunley Hatfield. He was at Tennessee. He would totally deflect and redirect the question. But that's going to be funny this week. So I guess he's got his coaches show tonight. Uh, he may or may not have another media opportunity. Probably be an assistant if it's not him. But it's going to be funny having him have to be like, Kenny's done a great job. (laughs) I think extension. If the dude could do it for seven years with Mark Fox, he's got one more go of Kenny, his good friend, Kenny Payne. It's going to be funny because you know it's just talking out his butt. But if Cal Cal uses the term extension when talking about Kenny Payne, then he needs to be let go. Because he just (laughs) he doesn't have his right frame of mind anymore. If those words come out of his mouth. It would just kind of showcase that, like, he's strolling, I think. And that would be funny. Uh, that would be pretty good. Cal, he's, he said stuff that people, the people that live and die by everything that Calipari says, Roush, they're alive. They're, they, he said something good. They're, oh. yay, good, good Calipari. Because um, he said that they're going to keep doing spacing and shooting threes. But uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. But most likely just get into the, the text line to wrap up today's show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gale. Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Justin Kalen. Get your text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. And, Roush, I say all that, but, like, if you could hit a fast-forward button to 6 o'clock on Thursday night when they introduced Kenny Payne, I would probably be, like, the loudest person. Be like, yeah, Kenny, woo! Can't wait to see you back at – like I'm saying all this, but I'm gonna be, you know, leading the charge. Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I, yeah, I, I hate, he's I hate. To, he's in a situation that he no, 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 no. You, but you can't. Like he, the results are the results. Like, it's his fault. Yeah, I mean, it's his yeah. fault. It, it's, yeah. it's no. And maybe he will end up being a, an assistant again on UK staff someday. Probably wouldn't be, I would guess. But you never really know what what history will have. But no, it's gonna be. It's just gonna be a weird game. How often do you get? A rivalry game where it's majority you can the, the opposing team and the other team's gym. It's just something scoots. You wouldn't have that at, at IU or Purdue. Like no. you wouldn't have Mackey being that crimson and white. No way. And you wouldn't have Assembly Hall be predominantly black and gold. It just it's things that don't happen. I'm excited about it. We've got all week to talk about it. We don't have as much time. Well, I guess we have all week to do text messages, but we're gonna do them. We're gonna get to more of them to round out today's show. Uh, I have to I have to tell you about Shady Rays, though, Roush. Yep, Shady Rays, the best sunglasses in the world. They're fantastic. They're outstanding. None of they look good. They feel good. You'll see clearly with their polarized lenses. They there's something for everybody on your Christmas list because I know some of you've been putting off. There's only one week to go. Just pop on in store. Right now, they've got two of them. 
grab you some. You can be in and out in no time, either at Oxmoor Mall or at the outlet shops of Bluegrass. Remember, promo code Big X for 40% off at checkout at ShadyRays.com. And I'm here to tell you that there's a bowl game today. Did you know there's a bowl game today? Uh, I figured maybe. No, I did not. I don't think so. I mean, aren't, famous, they, like, aren't they pretty much every day now? Uh, we don't have one on Wednesday. But we have the famous toastery bowl between the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Old Dominion opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're up to five-point favorites because everybody's opting out. Um, Isn't Western Kentucky ODU just a conference game? Uh, it was. Yeah, I guess it's not. But, yeah, you could have you could have convinced me that those teams were in the same conference. I think Old Dominion. Scoot's not the same. Old Dominion, are they in Conference USA? Sounds right. I, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought they were in Conference USA. Uh, Does the, the – No, the, they, they moved to the Sun Belt. So, okay, so not a conference game. Once was a conference game. But, yeah, uh, Western Kentucky's Malachi Corley, their top receiver, their top quarterback, Austin Reed, they are opting out. And then – they're opting out going, to do to do what? They don't want to play in the game. They're going pro. The, these Western guys? <laughs> yeah, Corley's definitely going pro. Uh, like he's he's a good ball player. He's gonna get drafted. Uh, Reed will probably. He had a bad year. That um, like the fact I I heard that Jeff kind of beefed that up too. Like he really duffed it because Austin Reed should have been Louisville's quarterback this year. Uh, but instead, this this offensive coordinator sucks. He's been terrible. Uh, I've I've made some bad bets on Western Kentucky. I'm not going to do that again. But they're out. They they don't have their center, left guard, or right tackle. They combined for 2,500 snaps this year. So yeah, even though the line's gone heavy in Old Dominion's favor, I'm I'm going to take the Monarchs. Goodness gracious, that's a, a ton of people out. I I don't I don't I, listen. Like if you're going to be a first round pick, I didn't like the Levis. That was a dumb sports radio debate that we got in last year. I'm glad that we're not going to be doing that this year. But if you're like going to be a first round draft pick, I understand it. Second round draft pick, I get it. I understand that these bowl games are worthless, Roush. But if you're a player for Western Kentucky or ODU, you need more tape. Like play play in the bowl game like these are the people yeah, that should be playing their, their season's over with though because you know like it ended a long time ago when they lost a bunch of games yeah uh, it, it ended early. probably it ended in like november i mean early november yeah, yeah like pretty much. may as well just quit after like november 2nd i'm just like i i'm not saying that for the integrity of the bowl game but you're you're a scholarship college football player you have give I, I don't yeah whatever I'm not getting into it you get old man about it but I'm not like doing it. That's what, that's what it's not even an is. old man thing it's not like for the integrity of the game but like you're a football player for Western Kentucky it almost be like playing intramurals and being like hey I'm not I'm not playing I'm not playing inter, this intramural game you're like a barely a step above that no offense let's get back to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty like it's a sport it's fun you should want to you should want to have fun and play the sport. Yeah, but I mean, they go into the draft. You don't want to get hurt. Well, you can get hurt in an automobile accident. Yeah, I think it's more like the offensive lineman <laughs> entering the portal, though. When you're at Western, you kind of have to. I, I did intentionally try to like say the oldest thing I like to sound older. That's why I said automobile. A <laughs> uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Color me shocked that Roush of all people watched Saturday Night Live." 
I, I just like the format. It's great. Like that kind of humor. The and if I if you're like, oh, this skit stinks, like I just move on to the next one. I just really like. It. I like skit shows. Uh, which, by the way, they did the annual thing uh, where uh, Michael Che writes jokes for Colin Jost that he has to read on air, and Jost does the opposite for Che, and it's uh, it's it's good stuff. Really. Good do you want to do you want to recite some of them? No, but you know most of them are. They're, they're, they're race jokes. And they even brought on like uh, a woman who marched with Martin Luther King to sit next to Colin Jost while he told some of those jokes. And it was, <laughs> oh, it's something else. So yeah, go take a peek. Go take a peek at that. You know, have a good laugh. Here is no whistle that compare. There is no whistle that compares to assembly hall whistle, says one texter. That's true. Very true. Fog, Fog Allen right up there as well. Yep. Yep. Um, Edwards and Reeves do not belong in this game. I don't know what is worse, the commentators or officials. The commentators. Yeah, I don't. You don't like Bill Raftery? What's wrong what? with you? Are you sick in the brain? That 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 was like felt like that was a yeah. elite eight game. I know. <laughs> I also um, I didn't I didn't think the officiating like there wasn't anything. I just couldn't understand like. It took me so long to figure out why Cal lost his mind and got teed up. Yeah, so I teased that. I, I, that was just a, a dumb radio tease because I certainly don't care. I, for, like, if, I guess bad technical. Like, don't do that, you know? Like, it just – I don't think you got like – I get if you do a second half technical because some Hall of Fame head coaches think, if I do this – they're going to give the call. They're going to start giving the the go. The calls are going to go my way. I'm going to get a favorable whistle, and there's only like eight minutes left. That could be enough to to win the game. I can understand a techn a strategic technical from time to time, but in that instance, there's so much game left. Like you know that you were going to get some favorable calls. They were going to get some favorable calls. So I guess at the end of the day, like not a good technical, but also the people that were freaking out about that as if like the reason the game got close again. And Kentucky would have just cruised to a 40-point win had that technical not happened. I, I don't subscribe to that. I don't think he meant to get it, though. Like, I think he just lost his stuff. You think it was just like – yeah, but I, I still – potentially. But, but I think, like, even in doing that, you know, like, I'm going to get in their heads. Cal is super, like, strategic in that regard. So Yeah, you, but you could, I think he just lost his mind and the ref could be had right. a quick trigger – like he, I think the ref had a quicker trigger than normal. Potentially, he was only because of where Cal was on the court. Like, like the ref almost ran into him. I see. I, I took it as the only reason he was teed up is because he made contact with the official. I, I don't think if he makes doesn't make contact with him, I don't think he gets teed up he, there. So he actually did make contact. I, I thought. With I him. thought I saw them. Yeah, like brush shoulders a little bit, which is why the figured- tee was called. If you're going to that spot of the court, you're basically like knowing that you're gonna get tech, you're gonna get a technical. He lost so, it, and I couldn't even figure out what it. I mean, it took me a while, but it was because the guy stepped out of the North Carolina guy stepped out of bounds, and they just missed it. The radio Cal broadcast wasn't like they didn't they didn't really know what it was. Um, it it a took us said, a while to figure it out just by watching it live, uh, and it, it did stink though because Kentucky it felt like they were going on a run right there, had all the momentum. It did. It did. It was poorly timed. That me. game was going to have swings, twists, and turns. And as for the officiating, there was things I didn't love about it. Obviously, I seem to probably notice it more when UK loses, and I can kind of brush it off more when 
when UK wins. I had this feeling late that they weren't going to let UK pull away, that like they were going to, they'd be ticky tack on Umbacot or Davis. They, and, and they did that a couple of times, but more so, they, you know, UNC hit a couple big shots. Um, Kentucky obviously had an answer every other time, but I thought the officials were fine. I, I, not the not the best, not the worst. Mm-hmm. I ain't complaining. Average yep. age of Kentucky's top eight contributors this year, uh, 19.75 years old. Average age of North Carolina's top seven contributors, uh, over 22 years old. So under 20, over 22 between the two. Uh, I, I remember that conversation that Scoot and I had about like Kansas ceiling and Kentucky ceiling and like younger guys probably have more oh, room yeah. to grow. It oh, was yeah. a real dumb waste of time, but the same, I think Scoots would apply to UNC and UK as well. I'm taking the cats ceiling above the heart, the Tar Heels. I, I would actually, I would actually put North Carolina above Kansas in regards to that discussion now, because I just didn't, I didn't realize until Saturday, just how, not deep Kansas was like they, they only go they only play eight players and the bottom four kind of stink so I take back everything I said I ain't really scared of of Kansas or North Carolina I guess I would take North Carolina's long-term future more than Kansas just because I think they're a better outside shooting team uh before we get to the text line wrap it up did you see the the pictures from Travis Perry playing at Waylon Jim that was that was pretty cool. I did. That looked like a fire hazard. It definitely is. There's no no question <laughs> about it. I just didn't realize too. Like when you look at it from from the outside, it even looks like a like you're like, wow, they played basketball here. Like this is this is nuts. Um, no, it, it was cool. They they won, right? Yeah, they won. It was pretty easy. He scored thirty points. It also was probably like going from Eddyville all the way to Floyd County. Like that's the opposite corners of the state. Um, so uh, very, very cool just to see the kind of, I mean, it's like stepping into a time capsule, right? Um, 75 years ago, that's where the state's all-time leading scorer was. And now you've got the, the, the guy who replaced him playing in that gym. That was, that was very cool. Yeah. Well, Corey Price was there. We'll ask him about it on Thursday when we do the trivia. Corey Price doing all the cool things. Nice job, Cal. Up 10 with the ball, and you just had to yell at the official. Total momentum killer. Uh, Texter says, so many stupid turnovers this game. It, it was it was sloppier at times, but it just kind of had that pace to it. Luckily, UNC was sloppy as well. Great win. Thought we were going to pull another Kansas game. I, I was very nervous, Roush, and it was a similar vibe to the Kansas game where it's just like, this one matters. It it, again, a plumbly mm-hmm. bro had the audacity to tweet me and be like, well, you said this game didn't matter. Uh, I said that this isn't a must-win game in December, and that's true. But you led the whole game. You may as well go ahead and just seal that bad boy on up. Uh, you may as well have this game work for you than, than, not, than to blow it. You were leading the entire game. But that was I was pretty tense late, and I'm glad UK found a way to close it out. Bradshaw, when that free throw just went and then popped out, I was like, oh, no, this is – I think Kentucky would have fouled anyways, so I don't know if they would have given UNC a chance, but Bradshaw went ahead and buried the the second one, so it didn't matter. But that was that was good drama. I had a, uh, a four-game parlay, and Kentucky Moneyline was my last leg, and I admittedly got nervous and cashed out. So 
Oh my gosh, Scoots. You're I did. so scared. I did. Why are you so scared? Just go to church. Hey, Roush, I still five times I five times my bet, and that is my rule. If I if they're offering me a cash oh. out five times what I bet, I'll cash it yes. out. And rule, I, I was scared. Were to be, rules were meant to be broken, Scoots. I was right? scared, admittedly. I, I teased UK up to giving three and a half, so that last free throw was pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, the the guy who's talking about the technical, just being with a couple of Louisville fans, they were like, "I wish our coach would be care enough to get a technical. He just sits over there and smiles on the sideline. He don't do anything." Oh man, they're in a bad place. They're in a so bad, I, bad place. I mentioned I got together with some buddies for the fantasy football playoffs in a bar in Louisville. They didn't even put the U of L game on the TV, and this place has a ton of TV. What a weird world we're living in. Uh and I, and I had a U of L buddy say, like, uh, I, miss, I'm, I miss big games. Like, I, I bet that looked fun, UK, UNC. I, I missed that. It is true. They're in, like, a little bit of a – at least the football program has given them optimism. They'll be good at baseball. Uh, they won't ever win the big one there, but they'll, they'll be good there. But they're in a basketball hell. I cannot imagine anything being worse. And Kentucky's <laughs> had a rough – you know, we've had a rough season or two. We've had an embarrassing upset as well. This is just a whole different like neighborhood of hell. Neighborhood of hell. It's like we're, uh, yeah. We were in the nice part when we lost to St. Peter's. Is ever the hell hotel is at Dwight Sherman? We, we were in the Lake Forest. We were in the Lake Forest part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Texture says the Wagner game. Dude was awesome. Big buckets in the game and seemed in control all game. Ah, uh, these guards are fun. And yeah, again, he's good. like. If, Reeves is like your fourth option, then that's great. And I think I, he I think he should be. Give me the freshman guards over him. Well, and he didn't also like he was catching and shooting at the end of the game. The the shot he made was like a 17 footer that he got off of a DJ Wagner drive. Um so didn't this game it, sum it all up for everybody? Like, doesn't this make sense? And even with UK in its own right, is that like UNC is a team of experienced, good college basketball players. They just lost to the NBA talent team. Yeah. Antonio Reeves, really, really, really good college basketball player. There's a reason he's been around for a long time, though. And there's a reason why DJ Wagner will not be. And Rob Dillingham will not be. And Shepard, for the love of God, wouldn't it be fun to have a sophomore season? But most likely, you will not be. Like, mm-hmm. it's because they are they don't hang out in college basketball, Roush. You know why? Because they're too good for it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, yeah. like, we love Antonio Reeves. I bet he cool. will win UK game, maybe even sooner than later. But there's a reason that he's been in college basketball. There's a reason those UNC players have been in college basketball. They don't have nowhere else to go, it's, bucko. It's like um, Washington was in double overtime, and the former Cats, they played well out there. But you know what? I felt a lot better at the end of games with Reed Shepard and DJ Wagner having the ball in their hands. Like, Yeah, I like yeah. NBA players doing NBA things. By the way, UK may put a hurting on Gonzaga. When that game at Rupp Arena. Yeah, they're they're not they're not very good. They're not gonna be able to keep up and yeah, yeah. they they, they, they should be able to at yeah. least. Uh, I, I, I wanted to also just uh quickly uh Texas volleyball won the national title yesterday, their second straight. Um so yeah, I think Kentucky's seven year SEC streak, uh conference championships, that's it's gonna be tough next year. Uh, and Maddie Skinner, she won her third title, she won one at Kentucky. Transferred to Texas has now won back to back, and she's going to use a COVID year and come back to try to win a, a fourth. So decent college career for her. Is she coming back to Kentucky to do it? 
Uh, that would be cool, but I don't. I don't think so. And, and didn't that Rutherford girl transfer? What, what, why do all the good players transfer away from UK volleyball? I mean, riddle me that. She's like a grad transfer after four years. I mean, yeah, I but people, you can say that, but like, uh, you so. So like that's what people do in college sports. They transfer. I don't. I mean, but Kentucky's going to get some transfers. Louisville had a good transfer middle of this year. Like I don't know. I just everybody transfers now. Like that's, I don't. Why? Why? Why do some people leave? I don't know. That's what they do. I just like, but most programs keep their good players, and it seems like UK volleyball loses their good players. I. I mean, I, if that's the norm, if if that's the norm, I guess that's the norm. But that seems yeah, weird. I, you don't I, really I think do. it's just uh, you only notice it because you're only keeping up with UK. Like, I suppose so. Are the Cal haters can can suck it. Uh, blah blah blah. What a win! Go big blue. Oh, you anyone can read that. This team can't, who cares? It's anyone with the who thinks that this anyone who thinks this team can't get better on defense has forgotten the freshman filled teams in the past, or just want to use this argument as a reason to shoot fifty threes a game. These guys are crazy athletic and still learning team defense. And were to be where to be on the floor in different situations, and they're working back in seven footers that will provide rim protection. To say they can't get better on D is just a lazy take. It really is. Uh, they will get better. Yeah, going to need Edwards to never play again. Well, that's a little extreme. <laughs> Edwards hasn't played since the ten minute mark of the second half. Cal making good calls. He is a liability. Uh, yeah, you know, again, Edwards. He's gonna. He may win you a game two at some point, but. We don't need to rely on them. Big whoop. We don't, and I don't even think like folks should focus on them. Like if Edwards gets it together, great. If not, right. we're not hurting yeah. at that position. Yeah. Exactly. There's not a void there. There's no reason to make like some sort of big stink. You just play who's playing well. And I, and I don't uh, say this to be mean, but like the argue, I, I think people are just like a five. You know, it's almost like you need drama somewhere. It's like a five star isn't panning out. Uh, that, but it's okay because I, I. What do I want him to go in and UK to be a worse shooting team when he's in there? Not necessarily. And he's not, you know, right finishing at the rim. He's finishing below the rim right now. So he's not this freak athlete that's cramming on people. He'll figure it out and he'll be better. But in the meantime, I don't care because it's not costing UK anything. UK right now is better with him on the bench. And I say that lovingly. I like I like him. He'll he'll be all right, but UK's fine too. Uh, I've been negative on Edwards because I want him to be good, but he's he is so freaking good. Somebody let him play five on five versus the walk-ons and drop fifty so he can get his confidence back. That's probably too. too I, I think we just need him to like do a dunk show in warmups, so he remembers that he can dunk. Now that we won, can we tell Luckett to eat poop for his prediction? Encouraging to see us win a big game where no one plays exceptionally well. Everyone contributed. Felt like there were about eight plays that could have put it away in the second half that went against us. Oh, the momentum swings were not going in Kentucky's favor. So many of them. But, yeah, they still found a way to win. I think at the end of the day, the casual college basketball fan or somebody like Scoots, if you were watching that, Roush, you'd say, yeah, UK was the better team. Like, that game was close. UNC gave them a run for their money, but the, the better team won that game. And that's exciting because this team is just now coming together. Chapter two, maybe better than we thought. Not as rocky as we thought, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just like to say that people get very big mad over our predictions. Oh, mostly because they're in a graphic. If we didn't have it in a graphic, like, it's like they, they fully expect you to just everybody picks Kentucky to win. 
every time. Don't get mad about predictions, folks. Edwards wasn't great by any means, but eight points, four offensive rebounds, and the cross-court pass for the Reeves three was solid contributions in 13 minutes. Uh, yeah, Rob's every game is personal to me is such a great quote. We're extremely back. Oh, yeah, it, I love the – that's another fun thing about this team. They really check like three boxes. One, they're good. That's the most important box. Two, they play a fun style. That's important as well. And three, they just kind of have an attitude about them. That's fun to watch. So you check all three of them. It's a fun team. We've got all week to talk about it. It's UK U of L week. It's a weird one. U uh, of L knows what's coming. This is KRC on the Big X. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Tuesday. The mistletoe.